Yo, what up? It's your boy Kyrie, and you're listening to the Bottom Line Podcast. Welcome to episode 93 of the Bottom Line Podcast. As always, I'm your host Kyle. Alongside of me is my co-host Steve and Pat Knight. Make sure you go subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud by searching Always Up to Something, and you can watch uh, the full version of each podcast on our YouTube page. Next, give our sponsor Always Up to Something a follow on Instagram at underscore Always Up to Something underscore. And you can use promo code TBLPOD for 10% off any purchase. Once again, that's TBLPOD for 10% off any purchase. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at bottomline underscore pod. And without further ado, we have a very special guest on the pod tonight. We welcome back recurring guest Kyrie, straight from his house and not his closet. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. It's in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episode nine you were on on uh, last, and it's now 81 episodes later. It's pretty cool uh, to look back in hindsight to see kind of how far um, we've come with the podcast, and obviously having you back on is always awesome. Um, probably when it comes to the, the guests we've had on, for the most part, I'm trying to think. I don't want to leave anybody out, but... Uh, I think this is like one of my, and when it comes to like real life, like one of my best friends and we're really close and know each other for a while. And um, so whenever I get to have him on here, it's super cool. I'm trying to think if I've ever like had, cause normally we meet them, um, meet them through like connections and stuff like that. And they're not really too friendly. I mean, I guess Louisville too. A shout out to Louisville. Cause uh, I'm good buddies with him too. But uh but yeah, this is definitely one of my uh, closer friends in real life, and thanks again for taking some time and coming on. Oh yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. It was good, man. No problem. So, I guess we'll start. What's going on with you? You know, um, how how's the whole Corona thing affecting your lifestyle, and how is it that you were at school? You know, so just kind of dive into what you've been up to lately, and maybe just touch upon your opinion on this whole corona pandemic going on yeah no problem um for starters i'd say the college life it was kind of just an abrupt ending there was no you know sorrow goodbyes it was just like all right everybody's gotta go get out we're done for the semester you're going online it was just like oh i okay i guess uh so they kicked us out of the dorms they gave us an extended week of spring break and then i came back home and as far as the coronavirus itself, I feel like it was, in the beginning, it was a little bit exaggerated. It didn't need to be, the precautions that were taken and people's reactions weren't necessary when it first hit. And it's all could have been prevented if, you know, our president and other hierarchies would have just taken this a little bit more seriously from the get-go. And, but now it's just, this, you know, social media is blown out of proportion. We got people telling false information, misleading people about how it's spreading and what people need to do in order to maintain this this situation. And now it's just this big blown out of proportion thing. But now it's so serious because people weren't taking it seriously. And now I feel like that's the whole reason for this whole social distancing situation. Yeah, it's it's really interesting how... uh how like society now is kind of changed and and uh because of standards set by government and personal standards too you know people don't want to get sick themselves they don't you, you don't need to hear from someone else oh 
you don't want to get sick before you make that decision yourself. But um, but it's just a wild world we're living in. But it kind of transitioned perfectly into the fact that everyone's inside and everyone is doing their self quarantining, and we see all the all the funny shit on uh, or funny slash annoying shit on social media of people doing push-ups and being inside and not knowing what to do with themselves. Um, but one thing that I know most of us in the podcast, and I know Kyle dabbles with it, but one thing we've all turned to is playing video games. And the hottest thing out right now is Warzone and the Call of Duty, and, uh, and Kyrie plays it a lot, and he's very good at it. And uh, Pat's also... Um, uh, avid player as well and uh, so am I so I guess let's start there um, how do you think they did with the battle Royale, battle royale for Call of Duty I think they did exceptionally well they definitely superseded my standards I thought it was just going to be you know running down the, the field or something and you just get sniped from two, 300 meters um, definitely not like that at all sure you're getting sniped at a lot but they, I think with the armor uh, aspect of everything, they did a good job making sure that you're just not going to go down with one hit, how it is in multiplayer. Because in multiplayer, it's like two seconds and you're done. You know, it, it's, it's not like that anymore. It's an actual, me personally, I feel like it's an actual battle between two squads, two, three squads every time you have an encounter. And it's not just an encounter that ends within a couple seconds. It lasts long depending on how you, you play it out. And I also like the aspect of the gas mask as far as um, when you're running from outside the circle to get into it. I think it was a good play by them. Um, the vehicle access, that one too. I like the ATVs, the Range Rovers, helicopters. Really fast way to get into battle and out. Well, I, I really, I really love the Warzone. I really do. What do you think, Pat? All right, so I took, I don't know if I told you that, I took like a two-month break from video gaming. Like, I didn't play anything, and then I saw yeah. it was coming out, right? I was super hyped. I played the shit out of Modern Warfare when it came out. Like, that's all I did. So I stopped to focus on the music for a little bit, and I saw that was coming out again. I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to see what's, like, about to happen because it was coming out tomorrow, so I watched the video on it. And then I saw it was three people squads, and I was like, I'm not getting back in it for three people squads because that's why I stopped playing Apex. Personally, like, I have like four friends that I like to play with. So when we can't all play together, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, right. So I attend all playing. I've watched like tons of videos on it. I watched them play it. It looks great. And when I finish this, what I'm working on now, then I'm going to get back into it for sure. And why is it that three verse four is, is off for you? I don't you? know, dude. Just I just hate, I hate the three people squad. Like more than anything. I, all my friends would still play apex if it was four people squads. Huh. Interesting. And what do you think about that guy? Yeah, I'd say I have to agree with that. It does take out the fun with playing with four people. Because I know when I was playing uh, like Fortnite back then when it was popping and the Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Battle Royale, four people was just great. It's just something, I don't know, I can't explain it. It's four as opposed to three is way better because you have more options as to who you want to play with, you know? And when you got to sit that last person out, you're like, damn, that sucks. That that person has to sit out now because it's only a three-player game. Right, and it's like it's easier to find like two people to play, like one other person to play with for like a duo or like a full squad of four than it is a yeah. three for me. Agreed. It's interesting because I like the fighting dynamic to to it, 
I think a three I think a three versus three is way better fighting situation than a four v four. Kind of goes by quicker. Obviously, there's two less people that need to die, but um, but I mean, it's it's just it's just uh, it's just preference on again like if you're looking to play with that group of guys, you're not going to be able to play with the normal traditional four. Um, I just knew, like, the map was going to be huge, so I was like, they got to do four people, you know what I'm saying? Like, Apex's map is smaller, so three's not terrible, right. you know? But that Call of Duty map was like... Mm. Yeah, and I think that they really think a lot about, like, the fights that happen and yeah. where they happen and how much room that they have, you know? Because, like, you know, if if four teams of four drop into a spot, there's a whole lot more guys than four teams of three, you know? Like, like, um, it's just, it's just, you need to, you need, you need to, um, you need to manage like the map well, even though it is big, but Kyrie kind of, uh, ruined my segue here, but this isn't the first, um, battle Royale that, that Call of Duty's done. We saw blackout, um, already. And what do you think, Kyrie, is the biggest differences between the two? Because it seems like this has been welcomed very well um, by the gaming community, as opposed to Blackout kind of took a little longer, you know? With Blackout, I feel like it was a lot more hectic. I don't know if you uh, uh, remember, but if you were to drop Fire and Range or you were to drop Nuketown, bro, if it was any more than three squads dropping there, it's going to be a huge war. It's it's never going to end because you got those initial four or five teams dropped there. Then someone else can be like, oh, you know, we should rotate here to where you're currently fighting. And then after you kill those three, four teams, you got another three, four teams after you. So it was like a never-ending battle. And I felt like some games I'd always be in the same spot I dropped from the beginning. And it was never enough time to rotate out into a new um, into a new environment or another map or whatever. With this one, I feel like you got to play it a little more slow-paced in order to get dubs because if you're just running out there all willy-nilly, you're bound to die. It That that one, you specifically have to play so, slower. And I also remember um, a lot of people were saying the same thing when it was just the multiplayer out. The multiplayer, a lot of people were upset, and I know personally I was too, about running gun. You couldn't really run a gun on Modern Warfare because it wasn't meant to be a run-and-gun game. It was meant to slow down the pace of the battle. And, um, yeah, you know, it's meant to slow down the pace of the battle and everything so that people could actually enjoy the game. Right. And that's, I feel like that's another good thing they did with Warzone to make it a slow-paced battle royale to where it's never a really a run-and-gun situation anymore. And what do you think that, uh, what do you think of how they use score streaks in this one? Oh, it's great. It's it creates a whole nother fighting dynamic that honestly I've never really experienced before. Not even with Fortnite or anything like that. It's it creates a whole new world for me, man. It really does. Yeah, because you have the ability to. Uh, well, I guess that kind of segues to another question: Is that how do you feel about the the purchasing system? You know, not only is there fighting and picking up. A- <laughs> Oh, and armor and making sure that you're armored for defense and you have the right loadout for offense. But now all of a sudden there's the money situation where that there's cash that's lootable in the game 
that allows you to purchase things at local buy stations like score streaks and armor and that's also how you revive and that is going to be the next thing that i kind of bring up here but how do you think about the purchasing system and then um and then i do want to talk about some things that uh they could add to it but with like how do you think about the purchasing system without talking too much about um what they could add to it like how do you like it as they have it is now yeah i think it's pretty good uh especially with the armor plates when you get in that um end game situation you start running low on armor plates 15 iron just buy five more plates is pretty i think it's pretty useful the gas max too um the loadout i really love the loadout drop i think right. that's a, a key element of that game just dropping your loadout for 6k and then the rest of the game you're, you're cruising man mm-hmm yeah, I think they're doing a great job with the purchasing system. But we kind of spoke about it for a second there. How do you uh, feel about the revive system? I think they did a great job with the addition of the Gulag and obviously that you can purchase your teammates back at the uh, at the local buy stations. How do you feel about those two things? The Gulag, ah, that, that one, they caught me off guard with that one, dude. Like when they added that, I was like, no way they added gunfight to warzone like they combined two of these really fan favorite uh game modes in a one so you know you die you go to the gulag you get a chance to revive and get back into warzone get back into action and if you die again then you revert to the purchasing system for forty five hundred dollars to buy your teammate back i think that was an amazing idea it it really changed the whole aspect of how you play the game because now you know if you die once you have another chance to get back in without costing any penalty to your team. And if you die again, you would come back, but it's going to take a little bit of cash to come back. I hear you. Yeah, that's, it's, it's such a cool addition to, uh, to the game. And like you're saying, just like combining two of the more favorite aspects or game modes, Battle Royale and Gunfight is so smart on there. And they did a great job at doing that. You know, like if you, if we, if we found out prior to this that they were doing the gunfight and battle royale, I think this is the perfect way to do it. You know, they really knocked it out of the ballpark and they did a great job. Um, what do you think about the aspect of it being free and that anybody can play this game mode? You know, for years now, Call of Duty's never been a fan of giving things out for free. You know, with the supply boxes, they all oh, they fuck people over with that so many years. Black Ops 4 was a joke. Oh, yes, it was, dude. And um, Advanced Warfare, their supply yeah. drops was, whew. I don't even get me started with that one. That yeah, was that terrible. Was... And they've always been a cash cow. They've never been like, oh, yeah, let's give the players this for free. And then, no, they want money, money, money. So when they dropped it for free, I was like, wait, are you for real? <laughs> Warzone for free. A whole battle royale with 150 people. For free, even if you don't have the game, I was I was amazed. It was just how, you know, how I did you just think go from that the they should have to put you off for free? I do think that they should have uh, they should have done something for the people who already have the game, you know, like definitely, you know, like a skin or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, they should have they should have hooked the people up because you know people. Sixty dollars for a lot of people is a good chunk of change, and you know, Call of Duty. Could be, for me. Yeah, and yeah. Could be, uh, 
Yeah, it could be. Um, it could be. Uh, it's like go a long way for someone. So like, just in my opinion, if someone bought the game, they should have hooked them up. But uh, but yeah, the free to play aspect's really interesting that they that they released a great content, and it doesn't seem like they're taking the Fortnite and Apex uh, route where they're like, hey, listen, the game's free, but you could buy all this dope shit for like, um, for for cosmetic reasons not yet it seems, what are you saying <laughs> i said not yet <laughs> yeah not yet exactly right. so but it Give seems it like right now, they just offer these packages that are kind of cool kind of not cool if you buy them you don't you know but it doesn't seem like they're really pushing it yet um so what do you think uh are some things that you would want to see added to either the war zone or to the buying system or just the game itself um what are some things that you would like to see added or changed in the next update uh with the next update i really want to see restrictions on the loadout options because me personally i hate being sniped with someone who has a thermoscope mm -hmm. you know you try to throw a smoke grenade but they can see right through it so it's as if that smoke grenade has no effect whatsoever in battle and they really just need to do a good job on restricting certain things that you can and can't use. Because I know um, you can use your perks, too. I, that's one thing I didn't know. And yeah. I was using, I was rocking the sniper with the M4A1 and restock. And if you don't know what restock is, it's basically, let's say you throw a grenade. Now you should have zero grenades. But over time, it restocks. So now, maybe after a minute or two, you'll have another grenade without picking one up. And I feel like Yes, it's an advantage, but at the same time, it can be annoying for the simple fact that you're constantly throwing grenades and grenades and grenades, and it just all it has to do is wait a minute or two, and it comes right back. Right. Um, another thing I think they should have is a limit as to how many times you can buy your teammates back. Because mm. me personally, it gets really annoying spending forty five hundred on someone who keeps dying. Yeah. Like after that second time, I think they should right, just bro. be done. I, I can't. Yeah, bro. Like you gotta go. Man. I'll see you in the lobby, fam. I'll meet up with you later, though. I can't do that. Yeah, man. Like I can't keep spending. I got some more shit to buy. You gonna have to keep. Yeah, me, you know, like a gas mask or something. I can't keep <laughs> buying you back, fam, just for you to die again. Because I know it's been a couple times where I bought somebody back for forty five hundred, and then literally as soon as they landed, they died. I'm like, bro, I just scraped forty five hundred for you, and now I gotta buy you back again. Seriously. Yeah, so um, I'd also like to see um, some expansions to the map, too. Of course, later down the run, I know we're still yeah, yeah. getting things situated with the how things are right now. What but do you, I'd definitely like to see what they have to offer with the expansions of a map. What do you think about the like in-game challenges that they have? I think they did a great job with those, too. Oh, yeah, they really did. I like the this whole scavenger thing because, especially if you just bought somebody back, you can definitely pick up a scavenger contract, get them a bunch of loot, and it's it's honestly pretty decent loot. It's not like they're gonna give you a gray, you know, a common item. They give you legendaries, rares, epics just from that contract alone. Um, I'd definitely like to see some more contracts invested. Maybe like a um, I don't know, like uh, challenges where you gotta run people over or you know, kill an enemy, pick up their weapon, kill somebody else with it, or something like that. So I think they they got a lot of room for improvement and additions to the game, but I like where it's standing right now. Yeah, it, I think they did a great job with it. For me, the only things that I would like to see that are different would be, uh, like, different kind of gun drops, 
you know, it seems like it's very limited of the guns that are available on the ground and in the chest. And then same thing uh, with the gulag loadouts. Like, I'd like to see all the th- some of the things other than a pistol, uh, a magnum, or a shotgun. You know, I think it would be cool if they had different guns in there. Um, or even if it was just fists. That'd be kind of cool, too. Yeah, oh, be, man. Be <laughs> I thought of that, too. How about no guns at all? But uh, Anything but the fucking snowball shit they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was... Oh, no, let's not talk about that. Right, yeah, yeah. so... So like, but but I could see them doing things like that in the future. But I could, as long as they do it right, it makes sense. Um, but then and then just different like money drops because I hear what you're saying about the teammates, and I feel the same way because when I play the game personally, I'm very much stay alive first and then be tactical after, you know, because you can't win the game if you're not alive. And right. uh, and if you're if you're heavy pushing, you're gonna die often, and a lot of people push even harder. Because they know they can just get bought back. So, in my opinion, if they change the money situation, right now I think it's very, very fair. It's very, um, it's very even. I think the, that there's plenty of money in the map for the things that you need to do. It's not like you're always saying, oh, I wish I had more money. you know. And it's not like you're always saying, oh, I have so much I can buy whatever the fuck I want. So, I could see them changing up, like how the money is in the game and if they did make it easier to get more money then I wouldn't be worried about the respawn so much and also what I've been thinking about is uh maybe if they had like a 2v2 gulag you know or even a 3v3 so like if your whole squad gets wiped I mean you're not going in as a 1v1 v1 you know you're going in as a 3v3 right you know I mean or like a 2v2 situation or whatever it may be not just a 1v1 all the time yeah it could depend on how many players are dead at one time on your team yeah. Um, so I think, do you guys have anything else to add when it comes to Call of Duty? Y'all gonna make me have to go play this shit now. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty much it. it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, and I think we covered a lot of it, you know. Um, I think anybody listening could go check out the game and listen to this podcast and get some little tips. How about yeah. you? It's Kyrie, free, man. You might as well. What? Yeah, it's free. Exactly. What are some, what are some like quick tips that you would give someone who's just starting to play? Uh, quick tips, definitely don't be afraid to camp. I know it's a little, like, weird to say, but in that game for Warzone, man, you got to kind of just not camp 24-7, but, you know, pick a little house or whatever or a building, just sit on, snipe around. Uh, don't be kill thirsty. I know a lot of the reasons I didn't get a win is because I was kill thirsty. I'm like, yo, I see somebody. Let's go get him. Let's go get him. You know, let's go run up on him. And then it'll be a solo but then as soon as we turn the corner, his whole team's waiting for us, and we just die instantly. So be careful on how often you push people and what you want to push. Definitely be conservative with your money. Don't just be around spending everything because late-game situations, you're probably going to want more armor plates, and then you spent it all on score streaks and loadout drops and buying your people's back, and then you'll have no money for armor plates later because late-game situations, everyone's low on armor plates. Kid mm-hmm. you not, happens all the time. Uh, and lastly, I'd say don't be afraid to snipe. Like, a lot of people don't like to snipe, but in this one, you kind of have to because it's it's a huge map. You want to be able to see everybody, you know. You want to be able to see who's coming where, who's going somewhere. And maybe you could pick them off, have a, you know, a better situation later on because there's less people. So definitely don't be afraid to snipe. Yep, I like One it. more question. What thing? is your guys' button layout? Y'all play on tactical or normal? 
Uh, play normal. Normal. On tap. That's the only difference I made. Does it change the X button from hold to tap? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, did the, I did the tactical. So I switched like the crouch and the knife for the drop shots. Oh. Uh, oh. Okay. The only thing I've changed is the slide. So um, you know how you get a hold B to slide in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. If you just tap it, you slide. But if you tap it again, you can cancel the slide animation. So, like, let's say you're sliding and someone pops up on your screen, you can cancel it and pop your gun out and just shoot them instead of I'm holding you, it. You guys should give that to... tactical a try. Yeah, I'll try it, though, definitely. That shit, that slide, right on that right oh, stick. Yeah. So, if, uh, if you are a fan of Kyrie's, if you're a friend or family member and you're listening to this, you know by following him on social media that he's super funny and um and that you love music and stuff like that and uh but one thing that you definitely can tell is that you love to dance and you do these cool videos to the most popular songs at the time really um with your buddies at school uh talk about that a little bit because we're going to start to segue into some music here yeah definitely um well so who are, like... yeah first of all shout out those guys who are they Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I got my boy KP. His Instagram is kp.darrell, and that's kp.darrell, I believe. And then we got my other kid. He's uh, Kyle. His Instagram ad is kyle.adams, and that's k-y-l-e dot a-d-a-m-s. And I met them. They knew each other since orientation. I met them a little later down the road when it was tryouts for the team. Uh, the the college dance team Vitality. Um, I was there and I was like, man, there's no other guys here. Like I'm the only guy out of all the girls here. And mind you, it's not like 15 people trying out. There's like 30, 40 people here at tryouts. And mm-hmm. I'm out of the 40 people there, I'm the only guy. So I'm like, yo, I think I'm about to just dip. I I can't do this. And then two guys walking. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'm not the only uh, the guy then. So then I just talked to them. I'm like, yo, man, it's kind of weird how we're the only guys. They're like, yeah, man, just right there, there was an instant connection. We just built this bond that to this day is still so strong. I consider them like my own blood brothers, you know. And every time we danced, it was the vibe was just there. You knew it, you know. People always looked at us like, man, y'all are crazy. Like, how are y'all dancing like that? And y'all just met, you know. How did y'all just vibe like that? And we can't, to this day, none of us can really explain it. We just knew. We liked the same interests. We watched the same dance videos. But all of our styles are different, you know? Like, I'm more of a fluid, a fluid, rapid dancer. You know, I like to dance really fast. As opposed to Kyle, he's more of just a groovy guy. He can hit anything. And then my boy KP, he's more of the R&B type dancer. And, uh, you know, the chill dancer and everything. Mm. And I love going out with them, man. They're they're fun people. And as far as music goes, I've always been into music. Like I said before, music to me is just, and it's an outlet, you know, to anything that's going on in my life, whether it be, you know, this coronavirus thing or um, it be personal problems or problems at school. Music is just a way for me to escape temporarily, you know, recuperate, get my mind back on track to what I need to do and really just get down to business. What's... uh... What's your favorite, like, um, video that you did with those guys? 
My favorite, ooh, I'd probably say our TikTok dance to Yummy. Uh, my boy, he choreographed a little like 15 second dance to this uh, to Yummy by Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. and we did it on TikTok. And honestly, it's probably to my to this day just my favorite dance video because we it was all the boys, um, and it was just something that was just so great because it was the first time we had ever did something like that on a scale as of like you know TikTok and everything because usually we just record a video and just keep it in our inventory. We wouldn't really put right. it out there as much. And but that one was different because you know the vibe was there and it was the first time we had ever really put ourselves out there like that after being on the team and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'd say a second favorite is probably the the first dance we ever performed really. That one was we danced to Indigo by Chris Brown. And that one we kind of get a little, you know, uh, seductive in that one. So it was nice. Uh, we had all the people screaming and everything. It was on a big stage, bright lights, about uh, 100 or so people watching us because it was a uh, school's homecoming. So everybody was there just watching us. And we did our thing, you know, and it just felt great being up there next to people I care about. And this is something that you want to continue doing for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even if it's just like a little side gig or yeah. me just posting and post, you know, definitely want to keep dancing. And then. Uh, all right. So when I said to myself that you're going to come on the podcast, I only had to make a list of two things to talk about. Well, actually, it's like three things, but one's a little bit more on the serious note. But two things mainly that I want to talk about. The one we covered just Call of Duty because you're a beast at that. But the second thing is this new Uzi album. So I don't know where to start on it because I know you're a huge fan. And and uh, I remember I, I remember a long time ago, me and Kyrie were playing video games. And he was like, bro, he's like, you know this dude Uzi? And I'm like, yeah, I just got put on it. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, this dude's killer. We used to listen to him all the time while we played and going back and forth with the lyrics and shit. He took a huge break. What do you think? Talk about, not the album for a second, but talk about this big break he's been on and kind of like everything that's that's gone on in between. Yeah, so I think the first time I was personally just introduced to him, I was on SoundCloud one day, it was 2016, and it was like on the brink of summer. It wasn't summer yet, it was like two months before. And I was walking down the hallways, and you know, SoundCloud, they sometimes create this playlist of other artists that you might be, you know, fond of or whatever. And I was going through that playlist, and I seen this kid named Lil Uzi Vert. And I think the first song I listened to was like, um, what was it? It was. Scott and Ramona, I think it was the the first song I heard by him. And I was like, what? Like, what? I was like, what is this? Who is this? So I checked my phone. I'm like, Lil Uzi, what the, what the hell? I've never heard this kid before. And I went through the rest of his song. And I'm like, dude, this kid is actually lyrically nasty. He's ridiculous. I don't, I've never heard someone like him before. And after that, I just started listening to him on a consistent daily basis. I was blasting him all through the hallways when I'm showering when I'm doing homework, when I'm outside playing with the boys, like it was just on when I'm on the game with Steve and my other homies, it was just like, man, 
I'm, I'm addicted to him, you know, like his music is great. And then he kind of just went after he dropped, um, what was it? I think is Luzi versus the world. After he dropped that, he kind of just took a break. He dropped a couple singles here and there, but after that, you barely heard anything about him. Um, and with that, he kind of teased all his fans with the, um, what's the, I think it was Love is Rage 2. He Dope. teased everyone with that album, a couple singles here and there. He was just dropping. A lot of his singles were just leaked everywhere, like unreleased snippets, all of that. And I was all for it. You know, I was blasting. I was calling Steve every time I found a new one, like, yo, did you hear this one? Did you hear that one? Like, what you think about it? And he'd be like, nah, man, you got to play it for me. And I just play it for him while we're playing Fortnite casually. Um, then after that, he finally dropped it. And I was amazed. I love that album. Even to this day, I think it's a classic. And he took another break for like two years. He teased everybody with Eternal Take, his new album that just dropped. And everyone was just like, when are you going to drop it? He'd always be like, all right, I'm dropping it in the next so week or whatever. The next week came, he never dropped it. He's like, all right, I got you. Two months from now, I'll drop it. Two months came, never dropped it. So he was always playing with his fans, like, I'm going to drop it, I'm going to drop it, I'm going to drop it, and would never do it. And then, you know, he'd hop on Instagram Live or just create a post, and it's, you know, him dancing to his song or whatever that supposedly was going to be on the album. I'm just like, dude, can you just please drop the album? Like, I'm tired of waiting. And one day... It was, I was chilling, right? I just came out of my 9 a.m. class. And I was like, man, I need something to listen to. My brother, he called me. He's like, dude, are you listening to it right now? I'm like, listen to what? He's like, the new album. I'm like, what album? He's like, the eternal take. I'm like, you play on me, bro. Don't, don't do that to my emotions right now. He's like, go on Apple Music right now and look up Louis Vuitton. So I did. And I was like, eternal take. I was like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> Comes I, out breather, yo. I was like, man, I was like, that's, I was like, there's no way he just released it on a random day. He gave no heads up. He gave no teasers, no spoilers, nothing. Just he, he posted a short film to the intro of his album and that was it. And then the next day without any warning, he dropped the album. I was like, what? Like, there's no way. And when I first heard it, the first song, nothing but bars. I'm like, this is, we're literally experiencing the old Uzi. This isn't, you know, the Love is Rage 2 Uzi or the, um, you know, the last album. I don't remember the last album before that, but we're experiencing the old Uzi, like when he was on SoundCloud Uzi, you know? We're mm-hmm. experiencing the belly Uzi, the, um, what was it? The, um, the left, left-right left Uzi, you know? All oh, those songs yeah. are super old, yo. And people don't understand that this isn't Uzi's regular flow. This is when he was first blowing up. He reverted back to that old flow and gave the true Uzi fans what they've been wanting for a while now. And I think he did a really good job as far as the transitions because his whole album tells a story. You know, it's not just a... You can't listen to that album out of order because then you right. don't really know what's going on. You got to listen to it all the way through first song to the last one until it's done. That's right. Yeah, man, it's, it's just crazy. I love the album wholeheartedly. What, uh, I still to this day haven't listened to any other song but his album. It's just that great. What um what are the standouts on there for you? Uh for me, I can't give you a favorite because I love all of them. Every song is very dear to my heart. But I think the ones that you know you just wake up and gotta play are pop, 
uh, Prices. Prices is just the choir behind it. Like the choir he had for that song, beautiful. The voices align perfectly. Um, you can't forget about the classic That Way, his new single that he dropped before dropping the album. Uh, the cover, you know, the Backstreet Boys, that was nice. And I'd say my last favorite standout is probably Celebration Station. That one's like a real good, uppity, good vibe song. You know, it gets you real productive, makes you want to get out there and conquer the world. Yeah. I loved it. I, I just, like, put it, like, for me, I'm definitely at, like, a different stage in my life. So his music does something different for me. But, um, and we'll talk about who I've been spending the majority of my time listening to on our next segment. But, uh, as for Uzi, um, it's, it's just like so interesting. He reminds me so much of like Wayne, like a modern Wayne, mm. like just so in his lane, does whatever the fuck he wants. And then when it comes to delivering, he delivers, and not only does he deliver, but it's, like, in, in immense volume, you know? Like, Hell he's yeah. not doing, like, 16-bar songs and putting out 11 <laughs> songs. He's putting fucking huge 44-bar rap songs and, and putting a shit ton of uh, music, you know what I mean? Like, to be honest with you, the whole that way thing, I kind of could have lost that, but that's whatever. Um, I, I didn't need that one. But there's a couple on there, like, uh, was it Baby Pluto? That one's fire. Oh, yeah, Baby Pluto's nice, man. Yeah, so I like that one. But there's a bunch on there that I like, but for me, it's just uh, it's like a different time for me. But I love his music so much that I just, like, listen through it. And I'll definitely go back to it at different times. But that, for me, is just, like, not an everyday listen. But I loved what he did. I'm happy he, he, he did more than deliver, you know, on the on the, um, on the the weight, you know. Um, but what do you guys think, Kyle and uh, Pat? You go, Pat. Go right ahead. <laughs> Honestly, haven't listened to it. Listen to one song on it. Oh. Oh, uh, I'm, ju- it's, I'm just like I'm just locked in. Like I'm not really listening to anything right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I I gotta be honest. It wasn't my favorite album. Uh, I just I don't know. Like I, it was a lot to consume for myself, and I'm I guess I'm just not on that that wave. But I appreciate what Uzi brings to the music and the rap culture, if you know what I mean. I, I, what I, I that is? what just, what is uh, j- cause I actually saw Uzi when he like first started up, he did a show at U- uh, university of New Hampshire and a couple of the songs, like he came out, uh, I forget what was the song that was popping. What was, you would know. What was the song that was like really popping off his first album? Um, first album I, um probably money longer. That's like yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was the first when one. I was like, okay. Yeah. That I'm album. Sure, if I go through the album, I'd find something I like for sure. But I just have that uh, music. Right. Exactly. I, like that album to me, that was probably my favorite of his collection thus far. Um, I just, I just thought, and I did give, I did give it a listen. Um, a lot of like the, because I love what Spotify does, and I think Apple Music does too, is they put like a lot of like the 
the big poppin' tracks from each album on like their rap caviar playlists. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I go to listen to all my new tracks every every Friday. And I saw like I listened to Low Main and I love the production on this on the on the album was tremendous. And and you're right, he did there was there were songs in there that he fucking went in on. And and I, I could totally understand that as, as like an Uzi fan. Like that's what you want to hear. You you want to hear that 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 you know beginning early Uzi bar heavy. I I, I I like that when with Uzi, and a lot of his features too this year have he's been fucking killing the killing every single one. I, I've really enjoyed those. Um, I just I think he brings a different personality to the culture. Going back to that, um, and just a um a good fucking like i know he collaborates with like like guys like meek mill so just like smart he's he's putting himself around smart arts you know smart artists that know how to build a brand and mm-hmm. for these guys these young guys coming up and i think he's at like the, the pinnacle of that he's he needs to make these smart moves at this point in his career and i think he's doing that i think he's doing a great job of that and heading in that direction. I think he's only going to get take off from there. Just this album to me wasn't probably his greatest, but in the catalog, I, like the one that kind of stood out to me, and I was like, all right, like Steve said, the Backstreet Boys one I was like, eh, all right. I did like, I did like that first fucking single, the um, sang, or not um, Sanguine Paradise. That was good, but um, the Futsal Shuffle. Yeah. That, oh, Futsal Shuffle. Yeah. That fucking people going. Like TikTokers, everyone that had that, oh, yeah. that, that had, had the years. You always got to start the year off right with a one bank song, and that was the song. I, I was like, this is going to be the song of 2020 right now. And so, like, for me, that was great. Um, what else was it? Uh, uh, yeah, like I said, Sanguine Paradise. I know he released that last year, but um, I like yeah. Lil Wayne. That one's good too. Yeah. The only one I listened to on the album was Silly Watch. Because I love the producer that produced that. Mm-hmm. So I followed into that one. I know City Watch was good, too. I know, like, uh, there was a lot of good producers, like, well-known producers on that on that album. Um, oh, so I was saying, like, that one the one song, I was like, oh, really, dude? Like, the um, it was, like, a, um exact version of one of his previous songs. Yeah, shoot. I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, was yeah. Like, eh. I was like, okay. I was like, okay. You could have you could have ditched that. Oh one. yeah, what was that guy? Which one? When like, uh, tour live two, right? Yeah, the one. Oh, Axel he... tour live two. Yeah, that uh, P two P two. Why though? Well, I could never. See, okay, here's the thing. All right, when I first heard that song, at first I'm like, why would he put Axel tour life on the on this album? Yeah. But then he switched all the words, and I was looking because I was wondering like, why did why would you do something like that you know it, like i loved it wholeheartedly i really did and it's popping dude it's, it's yeah, taking off it's really popping but i was wondering like why would you do that though like what made you do that and he actually did an interview with um i think it was genius you know genius life or whatever right right with them and the producer who made that was saying that uzi was like man like we need some extra tour life vibes on this album you know i want people to really just i want to take people back to that song or whatever so he's like you know what uh the producer was like all right i got you so he took EXO Tour Life and just uh, he stripped some of the sounds and added some new ones in there. So it would sound like the old one, but yet still sound kind of new, like you never heard it. And then that's when Uzi was just like, all right, 
I'm gonna just mess with him. And he started off each bar with what you would hear on XO Toy Life and then switched the last couple bits of it. And then he, you know, redid the whole course because he's like, you know, everything I said is messing with your head. And that was the whole purpose is to mess with people's head. But it still takes you back to that XO Toy Life vibe. Okay, I got you. See, yeah. I just need you know, an explanation. That's all. And, and that right there is why we have Kyrie on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> stuff. Um, Dang, Rosie related. Direct your questions. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um. So for me, my favorite artist ever of all time, and probably the only artist that would uh, probably compete at Uzi when it comes to me and Kyrie is uh, Juice. And we haven't, Ooh. and we mm-hmm. haven't, uh, we have not spoken about him, um, unfortunately, since he passed on the podcast together. Um, Real he, quick, Steve, before you go on, have they ever collaborated ever? Yeah, they got. Do they have music? I'm like, pretty the sure works? they do, but not Wasted, like release. Bruh. Oh yeah, bruh. I'm so sorry. Oh, get out of here! Oh, I'm so sorry. Get out of here, so bro. Sorry, yo. Get out of here. I'm sorry. Call that yourself a fan? Get out of here, bro. Come on, <laughs> they have a song called "Wasted." Yeah, yeah wasted. wasted. That yeah. holy it's been so shit. Long since I've heard that song, though, you know. Yeah, oh, man, that's a that's a classic. Right. That's a classic. Yes, GTA love. That shit's wasted. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just like surreal every time I think about just the fact that he's not around. And I still follow Ali on Twitter, and um, and it's just tough to see everything she's going through. But what was your initial reaction to the whole situation? Oh man, I was. I remember it vividly, man. I was at work. And um, I was sending a text, and then I got a group chat with some of my buddies, and we're all Juice World and Uzi fans. So whenever we find music from them, we just post in their chat or whatever. Uh, and then I checked it, and they were like, yo, Juice just died. I'm like, what? Like, nah, man, get out of here, bro. He's like, no, for real. Like, go on Google, check it out right now. I'm like, all right. So I went on Google, and I just typed in Juice World. Because usually, you know, when you type in an artist's names, whatever hoax is going around or something big just happened, it always pops up the recent news and all that. And it was like, just just in Juice World, um, Juice World is dead at airport at Midway Airport. I'm like, you're kidding, right? So I started reading the article and I was like, yo, he's actually gone. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I was I was so hurt, man. I, man, tears just went to my eyes so quickly. I never I never cried so hard like that in my life. That was it hit me real bad, man. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Yeah, for me, I woke up in the morning. And my ex was like, oh, my God, Steve, go on Instagram. And I'm like, what? She's like, Juice World died. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Fucking go on there. Have my few seconds where I'm just like, what the fuck is actually going on? Got in the car, took a drive, listened to his music, smoked. Like, like for me, it's, it's just so crazy because sometimes it just pops in my head and i'm just like i cannot believe that that dude's just not not like out there like making music you know like i got a taste of it with x and i was like eh not a big fan but you know i appreciate the craft and then mac i, I don't know that that might have been out of order but either that way same thing. Me up. that yeah. one fucked me up it really fucked me up but to be honest with you pat because i'm just being real with you it fucked me up but to a point because I hadn't listened to his current stuff and he and his Same. his early part of his career 
was what like what was foundation yeah. to like my early part of loving music you know like because i see I, how much you loved like juice and shit but that was me for mac like everything right. he dropped i was like there like yep. all so when he passed i was just like what the fuck and it went to a point like i can't like rarely listen to his fucking music i just started listening to his music again yeah and, like, and, and it's just like it's so crazy because like when 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 mac died i was like okay so I'm definitely pissed because like Mac was like when it came to the first YouTube videos I went to look at it was Mac Miller fucking Nike's yeah. on my feet. Nike's on my feet. Yeah, yeah. Nike's on my feet. Frozen pizza. So all those types of watches, I, like that was huge to me. So it hit me. But like this is my favorite artist. You know, like yeah. it's just it's just so different. So like you you obviously know the feeling with Mac and and. It's just for me, it's just like I definitely feel spoiled because I had the opportunity to get a lot of his music. And if I didn't have that, I would have been pissed. So if the guy who did that for me is listening to this podcast, shout out to you because you're the homie. Um, but uh, but like it's so weird. It's just weird to think about, you know, I'm going to obviously buy like everything that they put out for him and stuff. Um like the albums and the merch and stuff but it sounds like they have good plans for his projects um but yeah it's it's just so insane just to like think back what what was like your favorite project from him and maybe some standout songs that you liked uh from juice road i'd probably say his first official album like that one is what really set the mark for me and what made me you know love his music even more because it was, yeah, a lot of people say it was, like, that emo type stuff or whatever. But I was like, nah, like, if you really listen to it, like, he's he's talking about relationships he's been in and the effects of, you know, a breakup or whatever, you know, and how drugs can induce those feelings that you have and just put you on a whole emotional train wreck, you know, and how he was always talking about popping pills, you know, the alcohol getting to him and, you know, smoking every day to relieve the pain and not think about it. And I'm like, if you think about it, it's not really emo. Like, this is stuff that people go through on a daily basis, right. whether it be relationships or just hardships in life. People always result to whatever drug is around them, you know, and it doesn't have to be an actual drug. It just just be whatever's hurting you yeah. physically on the inside. For sure. And, I, and props to him for doing that. You know, he related not just with the youth too, just grown people as well. You know, a bunch of grown people who listen to Juice World, and they all, they just bump him religiously. And it's the fact that you can relate to the youth and the adults. This was so crazy to me. And um, a lot of people, like, I got a, like you said, Steve, I got a taste of it with X, you know. I appreciated his craft, but I wasn't a heavy fan. And a lot of people were telling me, like, when you lose a, your favorite artist, it's it's something that you don't expect, and it's a shockwave. And I was like, man, I've seen people go into deep depression from it, you know. And when it happened to me, I was like, now I see what they're talking about. I see the shock. I feel the shock wave that they went through in the depressional stages. It just yeah. really messed me up to a whole nother so, level. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's that, still, I'm telling you, a couple it's times. Still, yeah, it still affects me, man. Yeah, a couple times a week, I just sit there and I'm just like, you call me the weirdest person in the world. I'll just be chilling. I'll be on my computer working or whatever. I don't even have to be listening to stuff. And I'll just be like, fuck. You know what I mean? Just be like. Yeah, I miss him, man. Yeah. And, and even if you, you know, like a casual fan like myself, and but you're a fan of like obviously 
the genre of hip hop and rap, it's just like for like th- that moment, like Mac and, and all of and those juice were just, just like, like, holy shit. Like, I think, I mean, even Co- to the point of Kobe, like that was fucking, oh, man, that, yeah. I didn't even watch the Lakers, but shit. I mean, it's a guy you look up to and, and you've known for, you know, watching it as a basketball fan for all these years and a legend of the game. And it's just like, holy shit, these moments, it, it sucks. And I, I mean, Jesus Christ, I don't even want to think of the day where, where some of my favorite artists. I don't want to ever experience that for, you know, obviously I don't want anybody to experience death, but right. it's a horrible thing. But it's just, it's, it's a, it's, it's just crazy to think about these guys are here one day, you know, like on Juice World. I, I really thought Juice World was like this close to, I mean, he was already popping off. He, he that guy yeah. was going to be like Post Malone, yeah, super so much potential, great yeah, man. status, you know? Um, but yeah, it's just it's crazy to think about, and, and I don't want to dive down this depression hole anymore, this sad depression hole. But it, it's it's obviously it's reality and something we all got to think about. But it's when you look up to someone, it's like, like, like you know, I'm sure a lot of pe- people know that I look up to Mike and Post, like, or other, you know, you guys look up to to your artists or whoever. Um, it's it's definitely a weird feeling for sure. Yeah. So uh, I guess to wrap here, uh, Kai, who else is um, like on your radar music-wise? What outside of what we spoke about? Um, but well, who else uh, have you been listening to? Not to continue down this depression train, but yeah. I'm really upset because I was supposed to go see Cal Scrubby in like Friday, this Friday, oh, and they canceled. They canceled oh. the coronavirus. You're of, yeah, you were looking forward to that. So much, dude, and he's just a small independent guy from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. But man, I, to show him the support and the love, and his whole—I guess he Boston was one of his uh, sold-out city, uh, one of his yeah sold-out cities, and it was—it would have been just just a cool vibe to to go see him and and support him. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely listening to him not like nonstop. I love all he's he's one of those artists that just continues to put out music. Like no matter what, he doesn't give a fuck. Um, probably, I'm looking forward to um, something from from Ty Dollar Sign. I'm, I mean, I want definitely looking forward to an album. I think it's time. He's he only dropped a couple of singles last year, and we I haven't heard much from him yet this year. Uh, Big Sean, I know is dropping this year, which I'm looking forward to. Obviously, Drake with all his leaks coming out left and right. No. Uh, and then obviously my my big two is uh posty and uh mike stud yeah that's gonna be fun what about yeah. you guy? for me um i've kind of actually reverted back to going into you know the underground music now it's, it's a little odd like i went to underground you know to the mainstream and then now i'm back underground it's a little weird right now but um Kenny Mason, the song I just did a dance to, the one I sent you, Steve. That one, he's pretty good. Um, This kid named Deb Never, she's really good. Like, her vocals are amazing. Um, They're both, well, Deb Never is more of an indie artist. Big Shine, for sure. Looking forward to his albums. Um, There's one more. Oh, Cody Shane. She's also... um, like affiliates with um, Uzi and Trippy Red and all of them. 
So Cody Shane, I'm interested in, as to seeing what she has to offer this year. Mm. Definitely Drake, you know, big artist. For sure. That's going to be yeah. awesome. Oh, I and forgot to mention. Album. I got to listen to his, too. Well, that? Eight, the weekend. Oh, yeah. I haven't listened I to that. I was just talking about that on our last podcast. It's actually dropping tomorrow. Um, but I think it's, it's already out. Oh, well, it's out. out. It's a, yeah. oh, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it, I've heard that. I've heard nothing but great stuff. I haven't, I've yet to listen to the weekend, but I definitely gotta go check that out. And, uh, I also forgot to mention, uh, Corey, you guys should, uh, that's something I think he's very Kendrick Lamar style where he doesn't release anything. And then he kind of just drops it on you, uh, out of nowhere. So I'm looking forward to that project, but you don't really hear much from him, but, um, I know him and Mike got a lot of yeah. cool stuff coming too, and they've already had some stuff. So, um, but yeah, I mean, thank you, Kyrie. Thank you so much for for joining us tonight. And we always love talking music, so um, you're always welcome. And I, I know Steve would would say the same thing. But yeah, uh, what else you guys got? No, nothing, man. Just uh, just. Thanks for coming on. You know, uh, you always bring a great perspective to uh, to the music industry, and I like to hear kind of what you're tuned into. So obviously, like Kyle said, you come on whenever uh, you want, and then obviously, um, you know, it's nice to chat about the new Call of Duty and everything because it seems like that's really taken off right now. We're seeing it everywhere, and they're doing a good job at advertising and stuff. So. Uh, so I'm happy that you came on and we got to chat about it. Um, you're a great dude. Can't wait to see all the shit that you get to uh, accomplish this summer and everything. I know that uh, this coronavirus isn't going to get in your way. You're going to be doing uh, creating cool t- content. So um, this is kind of where we give you your little uh, limelight here and uh, and let you plug your stuff and where they can follow you. Um and also, um, you, he posts some really cool, like, game clips. So if you're, like, into video game clips, Kyrie does a great job at, uh, at clipping his stuff and editing it. But tell him where to find all your stuff. And then also, excuse me, if you have any, uh, like, message you want to get out to uh, to the people that follow you, the people that follow us, the floor is yours, my friend. All right. Thanks, Steve. Um you want to just check out my personality, you know, get to know me a little more, you can follow me on my Instagram at lost.aiko, which is L-O-S-T dot A-I-K-O. And then if you're interested in my video game content, it is my Instagram, which is at adopt.psycho, A-D-O-P-T dot P-S-Y-C-H-O. And yeah, um, a message to give everyone is just stay calm, stay vigilant during this all this uh, coronavirus stuff. It can't keep us locked in forever. We got to get out <laughs> soon, you know, <laughs> get back to our daily lives, all the routines that we follow every day. So thanks for having me on the podcast. Really means a lot to me, man. Yeah, of course. We love chatting with you. And then uh, you always got a place here. So if anything ever pops up on your radar that you need to come and talk about it, you always got a spot here. We'll make room for you. Yes, sir. Also, if anybody needs a third or anybody to play Warzone, you know, I'm on Xbox. I hit you up, Sam. Space I Dynamic. You, All right, I got. I better see you, fam. I got you. It's All Ice right. Patty Ice. It's on the sign back there. <laughs> yeah, so it's Space Dynamic with two eyes. Yeah, right, I got you. I got you.
Oh, yeah, like, out. yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, V6 space D Y N A M I I C. There you go. So go add that. Go blow up his shit. He's a good yes, player. So well, you can't take my spot. So just know <laughs> if you if you're in high party already, and then uh, Big Daddy Steve gets in. You're probably getting. Get That's it. what I'm saying about the three people, bro. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I'm just, I'm just telling you, go add Kyrie, go blow up his shit, go play with him, go follow him. But you know, because I know, I know that feeling too. Because like, I'm like, all right, when I get in, boys, <laughs> yeah. y'all better make some fucking room. Yeah, we better. I'm about to mess my way Get back to the lobby for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. Nice chatting, Kyrie. I'll All right. Talk. All right, I'll be good. Peace, boys. Peace,
to waste it. GTA love, bitches waste it, waste it. I'm on these drugs, I feel wasted, wasted. Get her off my mind when I'm wasted, wasted. I waste all my time when I'm wasted, wasted.